It's shooting the shit with Trigger Mike and Hoodlum. Alrighty, it looks like we're back. Uh, there we go. Okay, I was oop that one. I zoomed in too far. Oh man. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're back. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope that we are having lots of fun uh, today. We're going to talk about uh, Beto, uh, the Gunzar Beto. He's uh, announced his governorship running today, right? Is that how he you say it? Absolutely did. Yeah, that's how Beto O'Rourke Beto. Uh, <laughs> his name is Francis. For Rhy- anyone, rhymes with NATO. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking about uh, good old. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. I think the only person worse than him would have to be uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but that's just me. Um, no, I'm sorry to say it, but uh, Sheila Jackson Lee seems to be uh, yeah. pretty terrible when it comes to guns as well. Oh, pimp strong lady. Uh, pimpin, big pimpin. What's oh, her name? you the one who told oh, me that story. Oh, shit. I can't remember what she said, though. Uh, anyway, this goes to show you how much I pay attention to politicians. I don't. Um, so Beto O'Rourke, we're going to talk about him. Uh, we're going to talk about our EDC loadout, and then we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we bought um, this week. Got uh, you acquired um, tactically. Tactically. Um, I also acquired through Brownells. Thank you, Brownells. You're not a sponsor, but you should be. Um, even though we probably only have like I don't know how many people actually listen to us. Um, but uh, start us off with the uh, EDC stuff. What do you carry every day? Your SIGs. You know I am a SIG dude, through and through. I carry a SIG Sour P320X Compact. So I am one of those Gucci builders, I'm not going to lie. So I can't run anything stock for too long. So I do have a Norso Slide and their new barrels. It's, it's gorgeous, all right, in my opinion. So I'm running a Norso Subcompact uh, P Bentham Slide with their gold barrel. Um, I just took the optic off, so I no longer believe in running optics on my EDC. I don't. I don't know why. Why? It 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 just it got in the way. I just felt like um, even okay. when I'm shooting it. So let me put that into context. So please do. When I'm shooting all of my guns, we have You've vast amount. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want one gun with iron sights. Why? Wow. Because <laughs> you, you got to practice that way. Do you? Yeah, you no. do. You I've do. shot plenty of years with iron sights. I know what they look like. I know how to shoot. Yeah, them. but you do. So I figured the one gun that I'm not going to completely kit out, and that's going to be basically the most useless red dot. Well, it's it's really me, right? It's really me. The gun that I shoot the least, unfortunately, is my EDC. It's terrible, wow. right? See, that's why I only have one hand. <laughs> <laughs> it it literally lives in in different places. You know, I put it on and it just, it lives there. But, you know, a, a red dot, would, the battery might die and I may not know. Unfortunately, I know, yeah, call the gun gods, tell them to kill me. Oh, you don't check your red dot. But look, you know, your EDC has a purpose. I move it around. I put it in the safe. I put it in my belt, handle my business. So I was like, you know what? When it's time to really use it, God forbid, I'm going to point shoot. <laughs> Nobody's going to really even look through the sights Anyway, that's what the statistics say. So I figured it was kind of... Uh, you need to read Aaron Cowan's white papers. Redundant. Aaron Cowan's white papers. Yeah, Sage Dynamics. Aaron Cowan, he's got a white paper on uh, duty optics. Yeah. So like optics for like duty guns and concealed carry guns, stuff like that. And he has this white paper. I think it's 100 and some pages 
Uh, but it's stupidly, I mean, so much knowledge in that thing. And I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been a professional shooter for a very long time. Guy who's been law enforcement, military. It's a lot of, I don't know if he's with military, but law enforcement, definitely. Um, a boatload of experience with optics on handguns. He's the guy that pretty much made it acceptable for most agencies in the U.S. to put red dots on handguns for duty. Well, he he's the the guy on the Sage Dynamics page, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I watched it. I think he runs Sage Dynamics. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty... If if it's the same guy that we're talking about, um, I've watched a ton of his videos mm-hmm. on most of the games that I've purchased. So I think before I bought an FN 509, mm-hmm. I watched his video on the FN 509. The, hey, FN, the FN series is fantastic. Yeah, all of I them. mean, the 509 series, it belongs in the conversation for best out-of-the-box so I'll tell you something. When I worked at Brinks, we carried 509s. Really? That gun saved my life. Really? To do yep. tell. Um, well, no, I mean, I mean, just just uh, randomly, you know, when you get when you get held up and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, yeah, man, pull that gun out and uh, just save my butt. You know, like I don't want to get into the story. I was like, he don't want to get in too many details. I, I don't. I don't. It's not. I'm no hero. He shot an innocent kid in the ear or something. <laughs> Man, if I was that good. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I've never uh, shot anybody. I'll put it that way. Um, I've never. I've returned fire. And I to this day, I don't know if, if I shot that person or not. Uh, because the police wouldn't tell me. But uh, it's a pretty intense. When they say that gunfights happen fast, they happen fast. I can believe it. I mean, so damn quick. Um, I've been robbed a few times uh, being an ATM technician. And uh, at Brinks, I was robbed once, uh, and then that was that was when I was at Brinks. That was the most hardcore robbery. Um, it, it, I felt like I was in heat. Like it just it was it was real quick. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, it was more. You need to think about everything you're doing. What can you do to be better? Is really what you should do uh, after you get in a situation like that. It's very, very, very kinetic the whole time. It's just, it's always go all the time, no matter what, uh, in that situation. And it only lasts like 20 seconds. Yeah. But it feels like an eternity. It, it, I swear to God, I watched the video on the, on the dash camera. 21 seconds. Wow. That was it. 21 seconds. 20, it felt like the longest 21 seconds of my life. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a bad way. Uh, it was actually, um, it was eye opening. Makes you take, you know, makes you stop and look at the flowers and things like that when you're done. You know, <laughs> makes you makes you not take some things for granted. Um, Absolutely. But that's that's pretty scary stuff, man. I mean, I've been robbed a few times after that. I mean, with and you talk about department. it so casually. <laughs> it's, like, but, yeah, when I was robbed with like, what? What? <laughs> well, so so that was my first one. I went and worked for an ATM company, started working on ATMs at that point. So I wasn't feeding them money anymore, and I was fixing all the BS that people do to them. And when you when you get into that, um, you're you, you have a lot less stuff. So I started working with. Um, the security team that we worked with and uh, HPD and a bunch of others, and they we would literally set up stings where it was my job to go um, be the decoy. Mm-hmm. And I would go open the ATM and pretty much wait, like act like I was working on it, and then they would come and steal the money. And it was my job to let them steal the money. When they come out of the car with machetes and... Machetes? <laughs> what is this, the cartel? <laughs> no, these were um, these were some Jamaican dudes. Uh, oh, they were... They were 
That makes sense too. <laughs> they were hitting up. Um, they had just got out of prison for for doing this like five years well, prior. If, if anyone, it's funny. Any the machete is a farmer's tool, you know. So I'm Nigerian, so you know I can think of people cutting sugarcane in the field with a machete, mm-hmm. cutting crops, you know, tall crops down. Well, this dude comes out of the back of a silver gallant with a with a three foot long Ooh, machete. Oh, the gallant! He was definitely Jamaican. <laughs> definitely Jamaican. <laughs> And it definitely, it definitely was like, oh, hey, you got. <laughs> oh, I drove a Mitsubishi Galant in college. Are you Jamaican? No, it was yeah. a piece of shit. I just, I just said that I'm Nigerian. That was a joke, genius. <laughs> um, are you sure you're not Jamaican? Is what I should have no, said. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, no. I, it see to me though, it's not, it's not super what do you casual. Mean, am I sh- Jamaicans are Africans, so if anything, they're from where I'm from. <laughs> Um, no, but it's like, I don't mean to make it sound like it's nonchalant. It's happened to me enough times to where it, I, I almost know that it's coming, uh, especially doing the line of work that I do. It's yeah. like, that's why it, it's hard to explain. Um, but again, we don't need to talk about me anymore. I hate talking about me. Um, again, uh, as I've stated, I've had to pull my firearm out a mm-hmm. few times. What do you like about the 509 specifically? The 509 is fantastic. Uh, I like it's just a basic all around. Like it does, it's again jack of all trades. It does everything a handgun should do, mm-hmm. and it does it just a smidge above average. You know what? I like that. I like that synopsis. Um, yeah, I, I love the slide. It's concealable. Mm-hmm. Has a stupid aggressive texturing. It that is like I love the texture. Um, the only gun I've found coming out of the box with as aggressive as aggressive a texturing is the MP 2.0 compact yep. that I carry. Yep. Um, but uh, it had uh, great night sights come on it from the from the factory. Um, the uh, slides are cheap if you want to get the slides for the optics cut. They're a lot cheaper than yep. most Glock slides. Uh, and then there's they're super customizable uh, factory and aftermarket support. I mean yep. it's all it's not as big as Glock. But it's still pretty big. So that that's something to get into. We're gonna, we're gonna get into that. Uh, let's talk about your particular everyday carry. So what are you carrying? I carry a Smith and Wesson M and P 2.0 compact, the newest edition, but it's optics ready. I carry it with a Hollow Sun, whatever that one is up there. That's a 507, 407 green. A 407 green dot. Um, it's got the little solar paneling thing on top, which I don't know what. Solary paneling. <laughs> Um, it's a green dot, no circle dot. I do want to try the circle dot, but everyone I talk to says that it, it takes up too much of the window. Uh, I, you know, I have a grip of hollow suns. I even sell hollow suns. So <laughs> I guess I'm pretty much a subject matter expert at far, at distance. So you see how we're out there. I'd say at 20 yards, you'd want that. You'd want that uh, circle dot. You would? Yeah, at, at distance. That's where. It, but the good thing. Is that you can change. you can turn it off? Yeah. So I really the, okay. I know a lot of people are going to be like, no. I really want to try the Delta Point Pro. I feel like it takes all the goodness of an RMR and changed everything bad about it. Um, I think it. Hmm. How do I put this? So it didn't take everything good from the RMR because it didn't take the durability. Of the armor. I hear that they're pretty durable. So it, The Gen well, 1s aren't. So when you really look at the design and you look at it to say... Remember, I have a Delta Point Pro. Jeez, I never use that thing. 
I'll, I'll just dude, like, I will. I want to. Wait, I review no, it. I'm, I'm actually trying to think. Do I even still have it? Is <laughs> it was on my X5 on one of the slides? I have to look for it. But when you look at it and say, "Oh, this is for my competition gun," excellent optic, the view window, everything. It's actually kind of. It's it's one of the only ones because I don't have an SRO. Cannot find them in stock anywhere. So please send me a link, anyone. They're garbage. If you know where you I don't can. want it anyway. But other than that circular, mo- that's the one that kind of feels like the shape of your eye box. So where you don't need to find the dot. The dot kind of finds you type uh-huh. of thing. If I'm trying to paint a picture there, but when you look at the way it's flared out right at the top and skinny, right? But you're like, oh, if I drop this, it has a better chance of breaking than most optics out there that is kind yeah, of where you get i was gonna say that that hollow sun took a fall off my couch onto my on my um onto my tile yeah whatever this shit is i don't know what it is um it took a fall into that and i was so worried i was like fuck i broke my optic and of course you know you got to run to the bathroom and take a shake so you're like tearing everything off you're like Whoa! <laughs> and uh i get done and i go look and i'm like motherfucker and i look and i'm like holy shit Nothing. <laughs> and then I, mean, I went super I went, durable. I went and popped a couple rounds off at the range the other day, and it was still zero. So no, no, I've I've uh, one hand manipulated my hollow sun. I mean, oh yeah, I like whack it on shit all the time. Yeah, I really got to tell you though, um, they were no, they were nothing to be messed with when they came out. I had so I had the V two. That's the big buttons on the side before Trigicon got all pissed off that they were starting to, you know, sell more than them and. Like, kind of did a patent infringement suit. For who? So they had to change the button placement. So, the Hollow Sun on on their V2. I was like, who? On RMR? So I have one on my new uh, P320 build. Uh, That's my last one that I have, actually. The buttons are huge on the side. They go, you know, on on top and on bottom. Mm -hmm. But after that patent infringement lawsuit or whatever... They made them change the button configuration. So that's why you have two hollow sun logos on both sides. It used to be only on one side because the pad used to take up the whole space on the uh, other side of the optic. Mm, yeah, on that side. Yeah. See, to me, I don't really care. <laughs> well, no, to be honest, I hate the fact that there's two hollow sun logos because it's a lot of branding. But, I, I personally I don't I don't I never look at the optic enough to go yeah. oh yeah it annoys me like I don't I don't I will say though the only per the only optics company that annoys me more than Holosun is um in, in the sense of like too much branding is uh, uh Primary Arms oh yeah and it's it's not that they're bad they write all over their shit I get yeah you. drives mm-hmm. me absolutely I'm like dude I don't want everyone to know I only spent hundred bucks mm-hmm. on this. <laughs> <laughs> But to be honest, and you know, I don't know what they're working on for the future. I remember, I think it was Shot Show 2020. They prototyped. There was a prototype of an optic without a battery. It was dope. The entire optic is flush with the mounting plate. Like the optic is a mounting plate, and then it just pops up a little bit. So it only works on solar power. So you don't need that area, that base. For the battery at all. So, other than that, I don't know what they're working on, but... but I want to know how the fuck that works. No, solar power. So, only the solar panel at the top keeps the energy... So okay, but how do I use it indoors? Well, it's going to keep the power. It stores it. In what? Battery? It, you know, you know. stop asking me all these questions. I don't know. <laughs> it's a prototype, okay? It's got to be a capacitor but that was pretty cool. I was going to say, that, that's pretty cool. 
um, other than something with a bigger viewing window, right now I can definitively say that the 508T, the titanium hollow sun, is the best optic out for the value. That thing... 508 or 509? No, 508T. What's wrong with 509? That's fully enclosed and it's ugly as hell. I'm sorry. It is ugly. <laughs> for those people who have Dude, do you well, know how much I, I, I deal with on my but damn But it's also <laughs> not... Um, oh, don't quote me. I don't know if it's, it's made out of the same material as the 507. The 508 is titanium. The 509T is titanium. It is? Yeah. It's oh, a, shit. Is that why it's, it's called T? Yeah, I think so. I think their T series is the titanium <laughs> ones. Because I, oh, I, yeah. I was looking at the thing and they it were is talking titanium. about 509T is titanium. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's just ugly. I like the 508 but, better. To me, it's like I want I want to try the Acro, the the yeah. P2. Um, I mean, granted, they're not in stock anywhere, uh, but I really want to try one because it's a fully enclosed optic. I won't have to deal with as much lint. Like I yeah. get lint inside of that because I carry it all day long, every day. Like so, I get lint inside of the optic, and then yeah. you can't get it out. It's a pain in the ass. You got to like shove this thing in there with your pinky, and I got big ass. You got to get one of those. Uh... Dude, I'm not buying. It's a shit vortex from optics planet. I was gonna say, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> I hate optics planet. All right, so you running a Smith and Wesson MMP 2.0, the two, four inch, the yeah. new one with the front serrations. Yes, all the cool serrations, stupid grippy handle. Yeah. I mean, that thing is stupid grippy. That's in fact, we can go ahead and say for for a sandy grip feel, that's the best one. Well, and it won't. From the it will factory. not let you down. I mean, sweaty hands. Yeah, you're good. That was my first. Uh, Purchase handgun, actually. Yeah. And my first was a Glock the, 17. The old, the old 2.0. <laughs> actually, you want to know what my first gun was? My very first handgun I ever bought was a um, Sig SP 2022 40 cal. A 40 cal for your first gun? Okay. My first, I was 21 and stupid. <laughs> that thing is snappy. It was garbage. Those things are snappy. Uh, broke the trigger group at 500 rounds, sent it back to SIG. They sent it back to me, broke it again, and then it ended up getting taken by the police department. Oh, sounds like you. <laughs> sounds like you. So just to, just, just to make a quick uh, reference here, Trigger Mike is actually the black guy and Hoodlum <laughs> is the white guy. And he's been in more run-ins with the police than I have. So when you hear somebody shit has been taken by the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Trigger Mike. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, holsters. What do you trust for a holster? You know, to be honest, um, I, if it's a Kydex holster, they're probably all shitty. Uh, hmm, <laughs> that's mean, an interesting... Uh, I mean, they're, they're all just thin form Kydex. Um, I have some Stay Ready gear and Black Rhino concealment. I don't go... like I'm not going to buy expensive holsters i don't know how how cheap um bravo is well so they're not i was gonna say they're actually some kind of like polymer injection mold yeah see that also worries me more than kydex because kydex you really don't have to worry if it gets hot um with polymer injection molding you have to worry about stress points and then they're probably using some sort of vibration welding mm -hmm. they're yeah, you, lo you lost me with that, so I don't know what vibration molding is. Welding. Welding. So it just takes two halves of polymer and vibrates them really quickly, generates heat, and melts the polymer. Ah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's actually we'll how try the that K Arms... will later. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's actually how the K Arms lowers are made. They're, I think it's called vibration welding. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you and your partner can try it at any point in time. 
Why would you call her my partner when I no, said I, I meant, my I meant wife? To everyone on the podcast. Oh, we have wives. Yes, like, are you we don't know the type of loners who will be watching this. Podcast. Oh no, listening. Much watching. respect to people and their partners. Yeah, or non-partners, or or dogs, or whatever you're into. No one cares. Uh, no, I care if you're into dogs. Stop that I, shit. I don't care. To be honest, if you, what you do in your own home, if the world never knows about it, who's who's the wiser? Uh, no. <laughs> I hope you get caught if you're doing you, something. You want to make illegal machine guns in your home? I'm not going to call the police on you. Ever, well, yeah. For any reason. In that case, me either. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, see? It, that's what I'm saying. If they do it in their own home, no one should ever have to know. That's all I'm saying. Also, I got a package from Brownells the other day that had this cool 25-round mag. Where did you did it over there? Yeah. Dude, 25-round stack mag. Do you know how much this was? 20 bucks. 50 Fifty, yeah, forty nine ninety nine. They're normally like sixty five bucks. So this is like a Vietnam era mag. I love these things. So again, we're getting off, but I love gun parts because I buy all sorts of stuff from Brownells all the time, and mm-hmm. I'm in the Bureau of Propaganda because I buy all sorts of random things. So I showed you my my bolt my bolt vice and all that for my AR fifteen stuff, and you know that I'm a huge gun nerd. So my question to you is, what kind of tools? Do you purchase to work on your stuff? Um, you know, and I have a lot you? of real avid tools. Real avid? So I just got my first master sight pusher. Oh my goodness, I'm in love with that thing. I think I might have jizzed on it the other night, just to be honest. Because pushing those sights in and out and not waiting for the gunsmith or, you know, setting up an appointment. So it could be I, you if I need new sights on a clock. Or yeah, yeah. In fact, now you can come to me because... Quite honestly, I had to fuck up a couple of my handguns. <laughs> I scratched the shit out of my new uh, L2D Combat P320 slide. I was pissed. Well, to, but to, I me, learned... to me, okay, I got a question. <laughs> do you care if your guns don't look pristine? Excuse me. Do you care if your guns don't look pristine? Well, I think I copped to it before that I'm a bit of a Gucci nerd. And the only reason I gave a damn was because the shit was brand new. I just got it the day before. Like, I've got that guy. And, 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 well, let me just say this. I didn't scuff it. Like, um, what are they? um, Cerakoted and black nitrided and all that stuff's going to, you know, it's it's going to come off. I fucking nicked that shit to the steel. (laughs) I I put too many uh, torque pounds on it. I throw this shit on the ground. I was going to say, that I'm not worried about. I I chipped my stuff away with torque. so all you saw was pure silver color. I was like, oh, God. But, you know, I, I'm going to say not really, no. Yeah. I'm, Especially, I'm, well, you know, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Use, like wear from use. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about no. Oh, man. I will. I, like there are dudes who get mad that their glocks get scuffed from taking them in and out of the holster. That, that, I was about to say, that's pretty natural. And then if you're running like... Uh, Kydex, oh my god, that stuff scratch like, oh, it scratches, you know. Like the Smith and Wesson Armonite finish, um, it's not rust proof whatsoever, so don't think that at all. Um, but neither is Glocks. I had I had I had rusting issues with my Glocks. I mean, I carry guns every day in the heat, in the summer, and everything. It's fucking humid as balls out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just telling you, like it's like rusting is a problem on handguns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say. Um, the Smith & Wesson is actually holding up better than my Glock did hmm. um, in, in terms of rusting. Uh, what I, Another thing I'm going to get at, the, 
the problem I have with most handguns, um, it, it, I feel like they're not up to snuff uh, for like what I do every day. Because I, I, I mean, dude, I bang into shit every day. I'm moving heavy parts around. I'm doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the guns get beat up. Like for some reason, my gun looks like it's been attacked by things. Like it's, just, it's like ding, like there's gouges taken out of it. And shit like that. And I know some people are like, oh, your guns look ugly. And I'm like, well, I mean, they get used every day. Yeah, no, for that particular use. So in that context, I have no problem with my gun getting um, scuffed. I guess the only thing I would say is that any functional parts, like, right, I just took the optic off of my EDC. So I got to make sure my sights are in good condition, right? So I remember on my Glock, I had a 45 when it first came out. Yeah, the front sight, I don't know what ate it and what chewed it off, but it was it was a trifling looking front sight. Uh, like you said, pulling in and out of the holster. I think I nicked it on something. There are people that legitimately lose their mind over that. Like yeah. they're on the internet yelling at Glock for not making that finish thicker enough. Yeah. He nitrated a slide, people. Like, <laughs> what do you know? And it's what DLC now? It's like diamond like carbon. It's not. It's not. Coded? I don't care what they say. No, that's it's pretty weak. It's terrible. Um, the the Armanite is pretty. The Armanite finish from Smith and Wesson has held up more than my Glock, uh, my forty three X. Yeah. So the DLC also was super. I mean, if you just want to give your forensics away, that you could see your whole fingerprint on this. <laughs> So what do you what do you carry for lights on your gun? <clears throat> Not O light. Okay. Fucking God. Alright, so I carry, I just purchased another one. And this is a funny story, I'll tell you in a moment. Uh on my I took the light. So I no longer carry a light on my EDC. I know, I know. I know. But I I just it was too bulky. I don't carry a light on my EDC I was gonna, either. Yes, you do. No, no. That's a lie. I carry, oh, a hand, now you, I carry a flashlight, handheld. I what? don't carry a light. You had this on your... No. Oh, you that, put it on... on I your, put that on my safari lamp because uh-huh, that's where it fits. Uh-huh. Okay, so I don't run a light on my EDC, but um, I also EDC in the winter my X-Carry. So that's a little bit bigger. Um, for me, it's more accurate because the grip, more robust. I don't like saying wider for things when I'm talking about grip. It's just me. <laughs> more robust grip. Um, so it's more accurate. I can shoot it a lot better. He likes big things in his hands. No, no. More robust. Uh, so I carry that in the wintertime. Thick with two Cs or three? And that has a TLR 7A. 7A. So that's proven to be the best light for most, I think, up to four inch slides. Only because it sits flush with pretty much everything that's about four inches. Oh, Jesus. You know all about four inches. Jesus. I was like, <laughs> everything at that carry size, it sits flush. Um, the button placement is awesome. So shout out to Streamlight. I highly recommend the TLR 7A, <laughs> TLR 8A. Do not get the the just the TLR 7 or the TLR 8. That button placement sucks, which is why they made the A versions. What's the, the button placement on the, the Those 7? are like push forward. So they're not that tactile. The the TLR as long as they're not the fucking mod light buttons, this thing is okay. Mod light went and engineered a pistol light. 
mm-hmm. took 17 years to fucking make it, apparently. And they went, you know what? We're going to make the switches uber loose. <laughs> We're just, they're just going to be so loose that you, you can take your finger and push right through. Just push. Watch. You push right through that. Wow. Right through. I'm not. You can see. I'm not putting a ton of force on here. You can push right through it. You know, I was about to order one yesterday. Don't. Don't even. Don't waste your money. Buy so, the and why is that shit out. so expensive? First off, what? But the um, PL350. Just buy the. If you have a mod light head, just buy the body. Okay. Don't buy the whole thing unless you're gonna buy the PLH5K, which is literally the only one that's worth it. Look, I'm. I'm not a. I'm a fan of mod lights. Lights. I'm not a fan of mod lights. Bullshittery on the internet. Um, but I will say that uh, the PLH5K for a handgun would probably be the best one you can get. Like right now, I'm running the Mo- the Malkoff E2XDL head on here, which actually substantially takes some nine millimeter recoil. Um, but if you're going to buy their handgun light, buy the PLH5K. Uh, okay. They're still in stock on their site. That one is probably worth the three hundred and nineteen dollars they charge. Yeah. Um, hit me up if you want to buy one. I'll give you my discount code. Awesome. Um, and then, because uh, it's not worth it paying full price. Um, actually, no, you're a veteran, right? Yeah. You get the same discount code I do. Oh. So just apply for that. If you're a veteran and you're on Mod Light System, uh, if you wait for the garage sale, you can use your veteran's discount. So you only pay like one twenty for a for a lighthead instead of two ten. Awesome. Um, but also uh, to say this again, you 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 took so much effing time to to bring out a light. And then you f***ed it up with the switches. Like, to me, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the absolute worst. And they're like, well, you just need to train around it. Okay, first of all, I get what you're saying, and you sound stupid. Yeah. So, the only thing, uh, you know, the reason I, I did a, a bit of research on the PL350 yesterday, and the candela is out of control. So, it's it's a very, I think it's it beats out every other light on the market in terms of candela, which is why I originally... Wanted to order it for my new Walther PDP full size yesterday, but this beats out the PLHV2 by a thousand candela. This Malkoff, yeah, the Malkoff head. So if you're gonna get the E2 XTL, it's 500 lumens, 55,000 candela. Mm-hmm. Um, their E2, I'm sorry, their PLHV2 is 54,000 candela, 1350 lumens. Wow, that's crazy. So they have a lot more lumens, same amount of candela, pretty much. I mean, you won't. You cannot physically tell a thousand candela, like with your naked eye. Gotcha. That's why it's measured in thousands. Gotcha. <laughs> so, well, yeah, with that said, I did not get the Mod Light PL350. I just decided to order a an X300. Ask me why I said X300. Because you're stupid? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So why already, are you stupid enough to I buy an X300? I already have an X300. <laughs> well, actually, so here's the funny thing. I just needed a light. So the stream lights are excellent. Their, their pricing is excellent. Yeah, but why an X three hundred? So the, the holsters are made in greatest abundance. So you know how we go out shooting all the time. Yeah, but so I was buy, thinking, just buy so, a Safariland holster. So big, no, I need my holster to come right away. So I you ordered, will get it. You're not I, left-handed. I ordered my <laughs> holster, and big shout out to uh, T Rex Arms because they have these things called seconds where. I don't know if they're like imperfect holsters or something's wrong with them. Uh, Probably. They're super cheap. Like, well, I'm sorry. They're inexpensive compared to they're the cheap. custom holsters. I always, um, 
Always order. I always order from like A&R design that are like 130 bucks by the time I'm done black camoing them and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was You're 60 just bucks. too much fucking money. No, on this one was 60 bucks. I was like, oh, snap. So, but it was for an X300. So I just ordered. <laughs> the reason I said X300 was because. Why didn't you just buy the V and get the, get the white? No, no, no. Listen, the- listen. And look, this is naughty. This is naughty, okay? In the comments, when this stuff becomes popular, eat me up if you want to. But someone was like, dude, order a fake X300. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent me the link. You and I was like, and I was like, it's not a real one. He's like, no, the branding is going to look exactly the same. Because I already had one. Somebody had um, given me one. And he's like, no, just use it for fitment. You know, and on your holsters until you get, you know, the real one. Uh-huh. So somebody, same guy sent me another link was like, bro, there's no difference between this new one. <laughs> He's like, so, you know, they had all the uh, issues with the original fake one because the button latch was poking out. You know what I'm saying? They said this one. Nope. He's, I don't know shit about it. He said this one looks exactly like the real one. So I said, well, okay, shit, I'll try it. <laughs> So I ordered all that yesterday. That's hilarious. Um, For my Walther PDP. Excellent gun, by the way. Good job, Walther. Good job. I, I, To be 100% honest, uh, I don't know much about the Walther. I would love to get my hands on the Walther. I really would. Um, but, you know, apparently you buy guns and you don't bring them over to your friend's house because you don't like your friends that much. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> He's mad because I didn't bring my PDP yeah, over here. What, what the hell, man? You know what? I, you don't deserve to see it because he doesn't like full-size guns. I do like I told him guns. it was full-size and he was like, oh, it's not a compact. Uh no, I just to me the think the the I think the advantage of the compact is it can take the compact mags. It's smaller on your body, does all that, and then it can take all the full size stuff too. Nope. So you we run a lot of. I have my EDC stuff, which are, which is all P three twenty. So I'll rock an X compact or an X carry to put it in the waistband. You know, versatile. Everything else outside in the waistband, we're out in the woods. With yeah, but it. you don't shoot your carry balls out. You like never shoot your Balls carry. You out. never shoot your carry gun. I shoot my ex carry. When? I sh- I shot it in the video we made a few weeks ago. That was the ex carry on one of our runs on the. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't always shoot like my super race, you know. Yeah, I know because you kind of sucked with that gun that day. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I didn't suck at all. Look, this is coming from wait, a, wait, wait, from wait. Top tier, no way, <laughs> no way. I was gonna say, I beat everyone in our drills by two seconds. How did I shoot? Yeah, and then all of a sudden I pick up a rifle, and what do I do? I smoke you. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you do remember that you usually smoke me, though. That is true. You don't remember I had the fastest time that day for what? On on whatever, or I think it was one R one drill. Not on a rifle. Yeah, it was. Bullshit. You must have walked away. I must have. They were like three something something, and I beat yeah, you by. A, mine was a three like eight four. Fortieths of a millisecond or something. Yeah, three eight four was my real. And I was mine. like three four something. I'm. Oh, you you definitely walked away because I was like, you were, oh, you that's the dreaming. fastest time today. You were drink- when I get when I get so when I get my BRM. Be noted, people. He won't let me have this moment. <laughs> I have no reason to lie. I actually beat him. <laughs> Well, you and know, I don't usually beat him on the rifle. 
And in fact, when I do, I'm usually cheating. And this time, <laughs> I didn't cheat. Yeah, you did. I bet you, no, you did cheat because I remember no, you, no, said, no. you said you didn't load no, no. one round in your bag. No, no, that that was uh, when I admittedly cheated. <laughs> uh, this time, I did everything right. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, because you know, you'll know when I cheat because I beat everybody like a second and a half. <laughs> yeah, with a handgun. They're like, no way, no way. I'll tell you right now, with a handgun, I admit that this man will outrun most people. Probably not Jerry Mitchell. Um, uh, definitely not Jerry Mitchell. <laughs> Don't put that out there before he fucking shows up at my doorstep for a duel. The title. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Yu Gi Oh? <laughs> duel. <laughs> You know, fucking Pokemon Go. I'm going to shit my pants. Jerry Mitchell, like, shows I know what he wants. <laughs> he doesn't care us. what time of hour it is. <laughs> Bring your gear out here, boy. Let me show you how it's done. It's like you're going to run. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, Jerry, Jerry, though, that man can shoot. Man, I mean. Triggers? So, so here's here's the interesting thing. So, I am a veteran. But the, the weird part is that that's not where I learned to shoot. <laughs> that's a common misconception about me <laughs> that's a common misconception about most, <laughs> most people, people. so people think that's where uh that's not even where my primary exposure to guns came so it just became a thing like maybe rifles is where you know i got to take them down and break it oh like oh this is a bolt oh this is how you said so i did that stuff in there a little bit but um i got into just pure interest as a like an enthusiast on my own you know mm-hmm. as a civilian and the first person's videos I can remember watching before I knew his name was Jerry Mitchellick. Hell yeah, man. Dude, that dude that dude shoots everything really Do you see his Deagle video? So No, I didn't, because that sounds pretty crazy. What is he it? dude he shot up fifty AE seven rounds in like two seconds. Yeah. On a I'm like, huh? So <laughs> imagine me for the first time seeing that someone can do that that fast. So in my mind, so this is the way I work, people, just to give you a little bit of insight about me. Once I see a human do something, it's not impossible to me. Mm-hmm. So I never, so right now what's happening with the people I'm closest to, like all my friends on Facebook and Instagram when I post things, people who have not been introduced to shooting, to them, I'm now Jerry Mitchell. <laughs> They're all looking at my videos like, dude, how'd you shoot that fast? And I, and I really was just like, hey. That was the dude that I was watching. Him, uh, Max Michelle. Like, are you... You don't know who Max Michelle is? No. Oh, so... Okay. So, don't shoot me for saying this incorrectly. Jerry... Uh, Max Michelle is actually better than uh, Jerry Mitchellick. Max Michelle? Yeah, he he has like more world title. Don't... don't um, like, as far as what Jerry Mitchellick was to shooting, Max Michelle now is to shooting. I guess I can say that. Casey, Eusebio, all these guys, you know, like world champion. You mean Max Michael? Max Michelle. This dude literally just messed this guy, butchered his whole name. But anyway, Max Michelle, watching them do those. It's because he's sponsored by SIG. What, what? Please explain to me what that has to do you with anything. You are a SIG whore. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what does that have to do? Uh, Jerry Mitchell shoots for Smith & Wesson. Yeah, I don't like Smith, Smith & Wesson, Wesson was my first gun. I don't like Smith & Wesson. I'm going to tell you right now, the only gun they've made correctly and they still have problems with is the M&P 2.0. Yeah. SIG well, makes every gun incorrectly. I was going to say, uh, no. no. <laughs> SIG actually now makes 
probably what is the platform everybody's going to move to I wouldn't here in the future. Here in the future, mm. the good thing about uh, the P three twenty platform with all of the myths, all of his problems, all the things that people have said that Drop you should do with it. Face. <laughs> Which is not going to happen. <laughs> it's drug safe, I swear. But um, what I love most about that platform, because it's not Glock. <laughs> I, know. I'll tell you right now. Oh, man. The only reason why I went to Smith & Wesson is because it had, out of the box, a better trigger than any of the oh, my, so So we have to try this. So when we go out next time, I thought that the best um, out-of-the-box trigger was actually my P320 mm. X, the mm. flat one, flat face. Mm. So that is actually still my favorite overall trigger because it doesn't have the dinghy in it. The what? The dinghy. I don't know what the fuck that is. So it's, it doesn't have that safety inside of the trigger. Oh, so if you drop it, you will shoot your friend in the face. No. Oh. Mother. Oh, I'm about to. <laughs> so, what, you know, my favorite actual trigger is the Armory Craft. Uh, I think it's called Dual Adjustable Trigger for the P320. I got to order that. Hopefully they have a sale for Black Friday. That's why. I'm holding off for everything. I was like, why haven't I ordered that? You know, so I, I've had several of them <laughs> on my pistols, but that PDP trigger is tops. When, so the, the greatest thing about it is that it looks like a Glock trigger. You know, they look almost identical. You know, Walther and Glock, for some reason, have some uh-huh. kind of, like the sights are interchangeable or something like that. But when you feel how tactile, how tactile that trigger is in the reset, well, I would know. You are going to cream your pants. Over. Oh, damn. I, <laughs> I shouldn't have rubbed that in there. Right? You're going to cream your pants. Oh, and, and that's the stock. I'm not talking about the upgrade, uh, dynamic no, performance. I will tell you, though, hands down, the best trigger I have felt out of the box, I did like the 509. Uh, nobody likes that trigger out of the box. Really? That everybody apexes that trigger. I mean, everybody apexes Glocks and everybody apexes... Well, Glocks have the worst trigger uh, of... It, uh, yeah. I, I can name two guns. Okay, to be, to be honest, so <laughs> let's say in the last year and a half, I've gone through Glock, trigger carrying for three months, FN509 carrying for three months, um, MNP 2.0 carrying a uh, short amount of time, and P320... Before P320, all of those triggers suck out of the box. So now the Walther and the Sig, fantastic trigger. I straight out of the box. I don't get you. I'm telling you. That's common though. That's the common synopsis. I want I wanna I want you. In fact, all Glock triggers, even the even the, the upgraded triggers for Glock suck. Well, yeah, no. I put a Zev in there but the and blistered one. my finger even more. The Timney one, I bet you that's pretty sweet. Oh, you know what? I haven't tried those. Someone I, see, said only, a, I want to put one in that Gen 3. Someone said there's a Timney. Like, it, is it that could, the one with the weird... I don't know. It's expensive as hell. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I could buy another Glock with it. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, uh, I will say, though, I like the 509 trigger. The 509 was not bad for me at all. Um, I know that they were Brink specific guns. They they were made for Brinks, um, so I'm not 100 percent sure if they did something different with the trigger. But they were fantastic. Mm, guns. You know what? This is pretty. All so right, th- we're back without the technical difficulty. Go ahead. Yeah. So the LAPD just adopted the 509 as their carry gun, and they put the um, trigger from the 509 LS Edge in their model. 
So that trigger also sucks, which I had earlier this year. Um, I want to know how many guns you haven't had. You know what? I'm a bit of a stylistic gun person. You change guns more than I change underwear. Well, you. So let me, let me, let me. I'm not like a what do you call it? Like a gun hoe. You are. You are. <laughs> I'm not a gun hoe. So one of the things that uh, I like is I, I actually like to review things personally, right? So no, no, no. This guy bought the metal grip module for the three the three twenty one week. Comes over the next week, said, oh, I didn't like the metal one. It, like, swelled up in my hands or something. I don't like it, so he, like, sold it. The, one week. Lasted one week. And and that is extremely common. Everything I do with handguns, this guy does with AR-15s. So I don't know what he's yes, talking Yes, but the about. one gun I carry every day to work never changes. And, and, the, and the two <laughs> AR-15 rifles that I have, nothing ever changes on them either. Yeah, the shitty O-lights he puts on them. Yeah. So I get we're we're one in the same on two different platforms. Sure, but mine matters more than yours. <laughs> no, I was like I'm pretty sure that I'm going to shoot before you have before you get a chance to shoot an actual person with your AR-15. I will probably shoot someone with my handgun. You carry a handgun every day. Yes. Not your AR-15 every day. I do carry one in my truck. In my work van. We're going to save that for a different episode. <laughs> the pra- the practicality of, let me get my AR-15. No no no, 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 no. This is for when all hell breaks loose and they decided to go heat on me. That's true. <laughs> That's a zombie apocalypse. Then, <laughs> that is for like... That is for like when when my company inevitably sends me to downtown Houston to work on an ATM in the middle of the riots like they did for the last set of riots. Shit. <laughs> And I'm sitting there in my van looking at the ATM going, yeah, no, it's going to be on fire. Man, call me call me for Overwatch. <laughs> what type of shit is that? Dude, they sent me, the last riots we had in Houston, they sent me downtown Houston. Downtown. Uh, north side of downtown Houston. So like the Ritzy area where all the liberals wanted to throw Molotov cocktails and shit. Damn. Burned two of my ATMs down to the ground. I sat across the street in my van going... Fucking leaving. <laughs> Bye. I want no trouble. I want no trouble. I straight up, I straight up called my boss. I said, "You want me to go out there and work on that ATM tomorrow? It's in ashes." Just so you're aware. And I'm not kidding you. That next day, I went. I had to go take the report and do all the fun stuff of why those damn machines were um, uh, not working anymore. And it was because someone decided they were going to be angry enough to throw a Molotov cocktail at it. For for no, it's an ATM. You're not going to get in a safe with a Molotov cocktail. Not going to yeah. happen. You want to know what the funny part is? They burned up all the money inside the ATM. So so not to get too political <laughs> here, because so do you know who the Cal Rittenhouse guy is? Yep. So what no, do you think? I, I've never heard of him. <laughs> hey, look, man, you live under a rock some days. What do you think about the judge? Like like fuck. The dialogue about Kyle Rittenhouse. The actual star of this trial is the judge they have in the courtroom. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna be two hundred and twelve percent honest. Um I have never cared about trial proceedings until they're over. There's nothing I can do. I'm not a juror, I'm not a court member, I'm not a judge, <laughs> I'm not an attorney. There's nothing I can do. This this judge is is weird. That's all I gotta say. I don't see. Here's the thing. I've seen <laughs> so much stuff about it, and it's like 
it's like my wife always wants to talk about random shit about it, but I'm not. I, I here's the thing. That's why, like in my YouTube videos, you never hear me talk about anything political. Man, it's it's well. The reason I brought it up is because, like I said, not even to get too political. What he did was wrong. What he did was right. Like I don't fucking care. Um, I don't think shooting people in self defense is wrong. I do think no, no. I, like the argument on both sides is was it self defense? That's why I was like, I don't. Uh, well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think shooting people in self defense is wrong. I don't care what your what gun you have hmm. on you. I don't care the whole the whole minutia and bullshit of them deciding. Uh, yes and no to whatever. Yeah, it's that, a lot of minutia. That's that's not on me to decide. I'm not a juror. First of all, I do. But this judge everything so, I can to get out of jury duty. So everybody <laughs> was on, was on one side because he laid into the prosecution one day, and you know people were like, "Oh, he's getting off. Look at how he's laying into the prosecution." Then on Veterans Day, they have like a a witness for the prosecution, and he's like, "Anybody in here a veteran?" And it was that witness, and he made everybody, including the jury, but that's not the first clap time. for him. That's not the first time that's happened. I was like, "What is this judge doing? <laughs> Whose side are you on?" Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I think that shows it, uh, him being impartial. No, um, that was biased. But I mean, this is this is coming from that, a guy who never who never watched it. That was biased as fuck. Like I he, never watched. He's it. supposed to remain impartial the whole time. I never watched oh any of it. Oh my goodness! I was just like, "This is this is comedy." Maybe a little bit. I think I watched a little bit, but nothing like to to make oh, to make man. a point about the whole thing. Like, yeah, the judge should probably retire after this trial because you know who we need to bring back in who? full force, Judge Judy. She is coming back. Oh yeah, that's man. Right. I gotta confirm if those pictures are true. That because I'd never seen Judge Judy off of the bench. And she got a fat ass. <laughs> really? Man, Judge Judy is thick. By the way, uh, in honor of our main topic here, I got some come and I got a come and take it magazine from Brownells, and um, uh, Beto, I'll slap this in an AR fifteen. So yeah, we might we might as well get into that now. So Beto O'Rourke just announced his bid for Texas governor, which makes absolutely no sense to me. So. Already being um, a Democrat from Texas, to go on the world stage in his bid for the presidency just a few years ago, he said, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s. Now, I'm just speaking from my own perspective. I was so confused because he's from Texas as to why he would take that particular stance and not educate himself. Because he's going to have to come back here and explain why the fuck he said that. So, let's get into that really quickly. I don't know if we can explain stupidity. It, it, made, it made no sense to me whatsoever. Well, I mean, it's clear he wants to come for our guns. It's clear he's going to pander to whatever audience he's going to pander to in order to make his stance... Sorry, I'm tinkering. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to make his stance with... Uh, being a governor, um, I think he's got a real shot because there's a lot of people from the 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 states of California and things like that um, who are coming here and they don't like the like abortion stuff and all that stuff that's happening with our current governor. Which I think our current governor, if he would just stop that, um, then he wouldn't have an issue for re-election. Um, but I realize like abortion is a complete topic that I'm not going to get into on any of this. Uh, I am. I will put it to you this way: I am 
pro-freedom all the time. I don't care what it is. Um, I don't think that anyone has a right to regulate anything else, no matter what it is. What happens between you and your doctor is also between you, your doctor, and your God that you pray to every day. Mm-hmm. Um, not my choice, not my problem. And I'm going to leave that there. You can take it how you will. I don't give a shit. Um, but I will say... Um, Our current governor doing a lot of the things he's done on the hard right stance is driving a big line. And we all know that Houston is a blue donut. Austin has a big blue donut. (laughs) Dallas has a blue donut. You know, we all know these. Dallas is not a blue donut. Dallas is pretty blue. Dallas is fucking pretty red. Uh, Dallas is a lot more (laughs) blue than you're thinking, sir. We're going to come back to that because I think Dallas is pretty fucking red. I think Dallas is red. I think it's as red as the rest of Texas, but I think. Come voting terms and come... So I think we're going to... I mean, honestly, I do think we're going to see Texas turn blue, which is really weird because, you know, Virginia, where I'm from, just went back red. Which is odd. I'm wondering when California is going to turn red because that's going to be the day. Well, I don't think that's going to fucking happen. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else we're talking about is going to happen first. (laughs) They had every single... The arc will reappear. They had every single reason the platter laid out to turn on their governor, and he won by. I don't by, even know what happened. To he that. won by a landslide. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to that, but I will tell you right now: like California voters are the weirdest because it's everyone up along the coast is all blue. The whole rest of the state red. It's weird. well, it's it's. I can tell you why because that's what happens in Virginia. Republicans like this last. I think his name is Glenn Youngkin. The Republican governor won, or the now governor, rather, governor-elect, won because they're always winning in the beginning when the ballots are, you know, just closing. Yeah, because all the Republicans. They all, the rural areas, and then the northern Virginia comes in. Fairfax County, where I'm from, I'm not, I'm from Virginia Beach, so Hampton Roads, all those, that's where all the people live. (laughs) So it's like, oh, and those people actually did their job. They voted the way they're supposed to vote. He won by like such a small margin, like 20,000 votes. Yeah, so that's really, tiny. the funny thing about it in some of those states that were blue, it's not really the Republicans winning; it's the Democrats losing. See, and I always grew up. So Democrats are such a mixed pot that if you don't activate everyone, your coalition, so to speak, you know, I mean, you're gonna fucking lose. So, but I don't see that happening in. They're, they're way too like L.A. alone will bust a, will bust no. a, LA, a election so wide open. South South L.A. is all red. It's only this little pocket in L.A. that's blue. And it's mostly north of downtown. Uh, it, like if you look, if you look at the map, like I mean, shit, I lived there for fifteen years, um, and, and I'm sorry, I don't vote that way. I promise. <laughs> so, um, but uh, like coming here, like you're seeing a lot of like the same things that were happening in California. Like the whole fucking state of Texas would be red, and you have fucking four pockets of blue, and you're like, holy shit, how did they, how did they go majority Democrat? Yeah. Because this is where all the fucking people That's live. That's where the people live. Houston is a <laughs> huge blue donut. I mean, well, fourth largest to be city honest, in the it, country. Yeah. Well, it's really the third. That's the weird part. It surpassed Chicago a little while ago. They just haven't like natural nationally declared it. <laughs> so it's weird. Is Chicago still a thing? I didn't know it still existed. Uh, I thought fuck, it had burned to the th- ground. I'm pretty sure they've killed enough people for us to surpass them. <laughs> I'm pretty. Th- someone's got to be making something because I I swear I hear like eight murders a night in Chicago. Like uh, that's what I'm saying. They've killed half their population. <laughs> I know. How are they still the third largest? The, well, city see, in they're still all the dead people are still voting. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> 
<laughs> elections in Chicago. <laughs> like I'll straight up tell you right now, like I there not there's not a whole lot of shit that I like I wholly go into, but there there are some just like bonkers conspiracy theories that I'm like, oh, I totally believe that. I could totally like like someone was Elaborate. talking about like like um I like I can't believe like the 9/11 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know how like they had that thing about 9/11 like where they were talking about um like the the government went in and planted all these bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, First of all, <laughs> have you, if you've you worked for the government, so not coordinate enough to happen. <laughs> Man. So that we can agree on, my friend. I, I will say they probably paid a company. So, no, 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 no. Anything like that dealing with conspiracy theories in the government, let me tell you the if you've ever been a part of a government organization, the government as a whole cannot pull together to do that shit. No. Okay, so it's the most disorganized, no one knows what the fuck is going on. Don't do that. Don't, don't entity that you could ever work for. It, it looks good. Everything looks good in your face and on TV. And you think just because people can parade rest and do all that stuff in unison... That that's the way the rest. Yeah, of the those are smaller, exactly. size things. That that's the way all of the military works. <laughs> it should, is not. You should look at a at a, at a battalion size, um, like uh, parade. Like they're mm-hmm. they're a shit show and a half. Yeah, and they look like garbage. <laughs> but um, what it usually is is a small faction of individuals that went rogue, but are operating within whatever entity they're in. Yeah. So, you know, it's a small group. It's like how the ATF was born. Exactly. No one really can... They have access to everything, but no one knows what, you know, they're doing till it's too late. That's who's more likely to do all this stuff. It's not, oh, the government is conspiring against us. Well, I'm like, man, look, I uh, work for the government. (laughs) Dude. They can't do anything that intelligent in, in unison, in an organized crime effort. They can't. No. Well, what's even funnier is that, um... The government can't move like a brigade size element anywhere without it costing millions of dollars. Period. Period. A brigade size element's big, but not that big. And it's it there's five brigades battalion. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yes, brigade battalion. Um so there's just four or five brigades to a battalion. That just costs a million dollars to move them. Like, and by plane, by vehicle, by whatever the, you're doing, it costs a boatload of money. You expect me to think that's, that, a, that a group of people went into two towers, planted a shitload of explosives, and brought them down? To me, that blows my mind. Yeah. But again, the, but then, then we have the UFO stuff that's coming out. Now, that shit I can believe. Like, so UFOs, <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few of these conversations and... You know, nobody's going to know because no, nobody definitively knows. That's Let me just start by saying that. But if we all had to guess, you know, it's not... I would guess that it's it's not alien tech, first off. You know, that's the last thing that I would it's think. It's going from floating around at 3,000 feet in the air to underwater in no time. Well, I, I think what that is is... Um, I think that's just tech. That's not the Chinese. They're not that good. Oh, oh, they're that good. No, they're not. The Russians. So definitely not so the Russians. One of the things that uh, I the feel Rush- like okay. is an advantage from being originally like my ancestry, not from this country, is that I'm always objective when people say America's the best country in the world. It's definitely not. and and I would say military wise, yes, that's it, that's it. Military wise, the money, amount of money 
we spend on defense trumps anyone in the world. Trumps most countries I, that we protect. I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> anyone. But anyone. In, so on that perimeter alone, yes, we are the best country in the world. There's nothing else I'm, that we do well enough. I'm pretty Not technology, sure. not making batteries, not isn't uh, our defense production. Budget, not <laughs> isn't our defense budget the same budget that is for the UN? Defense yeah, the budget, entire, the entire, the entirety of the UN. That's all the countries in the UN, and we make up the and UN we too. Spend, exactly. <laughs> so, as a, unless you're talking about that, so all of this tech and stuff, and I mean, other than an Apple phone, which is actually not a technological marvel, you do know that. Yes. So Still Apple phones are, are, you know, Apple is a chip maker, so they make the best chip around. They don't make the best phone. Around. They actually use Samsung parts in their phone. Mm-hmm. So. When you look at all of these devices and things that we're using and where do the technology actually come from? It doesn't come from us. It comes from these other countries. They they have processors, supercomputers, uh, 3D televisions that, you know, that make the road look like it's coming off the street. We don't, <laughs> we don't have that here. So that's that's they're what there's flying, UFOs. They're not flying they're, That's where those UFOs are coming from, in my opinion. Like I said, no one definitively knows I think that's Russian or... I think that they came down here a long time ago and there's an underwater base that they use for like secret shit. Because we've only that mapped happen, like no. 1% of the ocean. And I was going to say that that could have really happened And then no. they, I think they just kind of pop up and like we're like a refueling station. Oh, like shoot. maybe they're taking like part of the so, core so, of the earth and like refueling so their stuff. That particular, that particular uh, theory makes sense. Telling you, because man. Because there's... No one knows that. That's the one place no one knows what the fuck is down. See, there. this is why alien theorists theorizing need to let us on their podcast. But the, you know what's going to happen though? They keep uh, they keep breaking. Oh, I'm sorry. They keep building tech that's uh, good enough to withstand the pressure and send signals back up. So one day we're just going to get a look at ET down there, like yeah. You know that. You know we're going to get down there, and they're going to be like, oh fuck, oh, they found fuck. us. <laughs> Let's go out there and kill them. <laughs> Then the invasion happens. This is how War of the Worlds happens with Tom Cruise. Man, I... Speaking of which, worst War of the Worlds. You know what? Do do whatever you want. Just don't <laughs> blow the solenoids in all of our cars. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> no, so, so, so I have a few theories. Here's the thing. Everybody knows I'm the gun guy in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. So don't show up in my house. See, I don't looking talk for to me my to protect. About my gun. There's one dude in my neighborhood. He well, you know, I teach. So I've taught a few classes and you know the word. Spreads around. So, That's why um, you can't talk to people. But damn, it's like, no, don't show up in my house saying, what are we going to do, Trigger Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to take my kids and my my kids and my wife out of here. You back the hell up. Told you to buy a gun. It's like, exactly. You should, if you don't have your own gun, you could, we're not going to squat up on nothing. If you, you better stand next to me. Don't stand behind me. But anyway, we got... Based on my damn ammo, you know how expensive that stuff is? We got way off track. Beto. That guy, (laughs) running for office, going to be the worst thing to happen in Texas in centuries. You know what? I mean... Besides the Alamo. As far as his policies, I can't even begin to think about what is good about it because that's just speaking objectively. Because he wants to have a war on AR-15s. It's like, dude, you know, I'm not even... I was raised... Jeez, I could say I was raised a liberal. All right, I grew into a conservative in mind, just, you know, getting education. So a lot of stuff doesn't make sense to me as a, you know, as a liberal. And I'm just looking at Beto like, man, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing, bro? So you you have to understand that if you're looking at things you're intelligently, looking- objectively, 
If what do you want to ban AR15s for? Tell me. Well, you know, that just means we should get AR10s. Oh, that's true. They're less dangerous by five AR. They they definitely cause way less deaths than anything. Oh, yeah, cuz no one fucking buys 308. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like no one. <laughs> um no, I to be to be 110% honest, um I'm a very hardcore libertarian. Like I hate the government. Um and every governmental agency you can think of um to the point that it would probably upset most people on this podcast uh or listening to this podcast but i i will say um i can't stand government i don't think we need to be governed by a body um based on your political views i want to know the type of person you are what you seek to help the community with and if you seek to help the community by taking or stripping away rights of any kind any kind any kind I don't foresee you as a good leader. I see you as a dictator and someone who needs to be flushed out. So that is a that is a sound um, judgment right there. I feel like that came that like that's type of intelligence. So for my particular company holders HTX, I like I said I was raised a liberal, turned into conservative, and one of my methods of conservative thinking is that basically before any storm, they're selling people that their freedom needs to be taken away for their safety, right? So that's basically what a lot of these liberal people are doing. I've got my safety under control. You can fuck off, dude. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> for your safety, we need to take blank away. No, you don't. And you know, now I'm very keen to hearing that and being like, nope, because uh, I know you can't see through this mic right now, but I'm very black. <laughs> I'm very dark. He is, ladies and, and gentlemen, you almost can't tell where his jacket is. Exactly. His face. Hey, shut up. <laughs> I'm supposed to say that shit, not you. All right. So, the one thing that I am pretty sensitive about in that particular regard is that that shit's going to happen to me first. If you want to come, if for some reason, anytime you want to come do something that involves infringing on somebody's freedom, you're coming through my hood first. Yeah. They don't well, not necessarily my hood, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I was going to say that you. Look, the people that look. Like me. So we should be the biggest resistors of this type of thing because you can't sell me my own safety. You can't. It's not even your job. All right. Um, The only amendment in the entire Constitution that has the verbiage shall not be infringed is the right to bear arms. It's the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. So it, it basically says the founders were very clear on that. That Do not fuck with this. That only applies to muskets, sir. And I should only write on paper with a quill. Yeah. Do not fuck with this amendment. That's that's basically what the verbiage says. So, you know, Beto, please don't find more creative ways to try to infringe on our rights. I'm personally, so I don't get scared a lot. But please do. This country needs a good bloodbath. Look, um, this is Texas. Okay, so I moved here for a very specific reason for Virginia. Because of the way the laws were set up, I looked at it like, okay, this is a place where freedom might have a chance, right? They're very, I don't want to say loose, but you're not really tight with your laws with a lot of the things that I consider to be recreation or, you know, a lot of the things that I hold dear. But, man, this is Texas. You try to take away gun laws from this particular state in particular, or you try to enforce super gun control and you're, that shit's going to be, that's going to get bad. already have the super gun control people here. We saw it with the lady who didn't want pimps with guns, apparently. I mean, she could shut up. 
I mean, she, but you know, you were you were hard pimping, dude. Oh crap! We've been doing this for an hour and seven minutes. This is now our longest podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. So we'll wrap it up. But thank you guys for listening. This was a super cool topic, uh, Beto. I hope you're listening. Um, he won't. You know what? I, I personally, I realize I have zero control over who becomes governor and who doesn't. But uh, just get, you know what? Get educated. Let's let's start saying that to our people. I want to be an advocate, not even for not for gun control, for. If you want to talk about what's the term common sense, gun legislation, let the gun people do it. Yeah, how about let how the about? let the intelligent people who actually use these devices let us stand in those rooms and tell you what to do. But you're it, you're the phoenix too close to the sun at that point. I don't even know what the fuck that means, so I'm going to ignore it. You don't know <laughs> anything about Greek mythology, do you? Icarus. No, I, 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 I do know. The, the, flew too close to the sun, burned his wings, fell down the plane. Yeah, Icarus. You don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, I, I do. I do okay. <laughs> but, but the, you know, he, he flew too close to the sun. Uh, Icarus wasn't actually a phoenix. He was some other thing. Uh, somebody will eventually find this podcast and tell me how wrong I am. But anyway, uh, no, you're, 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 you're too close. You're, you would give yourself too much freedom. You wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know. To be honest, yes, I would. I would, I would take every single gun law no. off the book. So, me, I wouldn't do it. Here I would. Know. I would. Every one of them. So, um. I'm an educator by profession, or at least I was. So now I'm in corporate, you know. So one of the things that I have to do by trade is look at things objectively. Objectively, I would tell all people that you're never going to completely win this gun legislative fight. We're not. They're going to keep. So as things keep happening. It says shall not be in front. Exactly. Exactly. So So every time it's it's it's. the law of motion, right? Every action there's an equal opposite, opposite reaction. reaction. So right now, when we talk about mass shootings, I guess, we've actually gone clean from what we know as the big one for a few months. So we get to talk shit and bother the politicians with why they shouldn't bother us. The second something happens, the public wants a knee-jerk reaction. That's yeah, when the liberals okay, will... How long can we... How many times do we have to say this? The public is stupid and we exactly, shouldn't listen to the, What I'm saying is I'm the person objectively saying, guess what? We're never going to completely win the battle, so I want to be in the room so you don't over-infringe on They're me. over-infringing already. Yeah. But they have no competent gun users, anyone, in that room letting them know what's what. No, but they're just super... So, pers- personally, they put it this way. If they're saying things like, uh, give me a give me a common gun legislation pain point of yours. Pain point? Just just a big one. Uh, uh, machine guns. People think the AR-15s are machine guns. Exactly. So um, don't you can't do any type of ban on AR-15s. More you can't restrict them any more than they are. Now what they want to say is you can't restrict them at all. I was gonna say. Any more than they, well, they, they took away like what bomb stops. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, well, no, I just went through the Supreme Court and I'm. They they, sure they made it so you can't automatically fire them, so a regular civilian can't get an automatic. Just drill the third hole anyway and tell the government to fuck off. No, so you see what I'm saying? So let's say we keep it at that. No magazine restriction. So it's like, all right. So you take away mag- magazine restrictions from, let's say California can't do anything like that, right? We take away anything NFA. Mm-hmm. We just disband the NFA. We just cut out that, the that's NFA. That's what I'm saying. So the second they want to do something that, well, it makes sense. Let's 
what's what's the big thing? Is it ID checks or background checks? Yeah, universal background. So, we so, have those. It's exactly. called NICS. Exactly. So let's say that, that that's so you're on the same wavelength that I'm on. They already have NICS. So what do you mean universal background checks? I think what's going to end up happening is that that makes sense because in Texas, an 18 year old cannot buy a handgun from Bass Pro Shops, but they can get on Texas Gun Trader and buy a handgun from me. What the fuck is that? Uh, they can also get a handgun <laughs> from their parents. Their parents can do a family so, transfer. So, so Don't think when my daughter law, turns 18, so I'm not going to get her a handgun. If you're thinking about it objectively, somebody's going to make a law. If, if, if it's a Beto, he's going to be like, no, you can't buy it till you're 21 under any circumstances. And when you have to all gun anything, any transactions with guns have to be background checked. So as an objective gun person, I'm going to say, deal. Guess what you have to give me? All NFA items <laughs> gone. Like no NFA, no more. My suppressor no. comes to me the day I purchase it. No that we yeah. shoot you. <laughs> exactly. That that is what I mean. Where it's like if you're if I'm in the room, I realize I'm probably not gonna win that Don't background care. check fight. Don't care. I'm gonna I go out there. To I'm gonna get all the gun owners. I'm gonna round them up like January sixth. I'm gonna be like, you know what? We're gonna storm this and, building. And and then they will just restrict our shit. Somewhere. I don't Thank give you. up. How are they gonna do it when they're dead? Like I said, fucking uh, objective compromise. I know nobody wants to hear that, especially in the two-way community. But guess what? You can either be in the conversation or We've compromised too much, though. Look at the GCA of 1928, the Gun Control Act. Look at... at, Look at the NFA. I agree. Look, no, there's everything too you're about to say. much compromise. And they too will much still compromise. bend us over no. and fuck us with no Vaseline. Shoot them. That's what we need to do. I know it sounds terrible. I know people are going to be like, he's a domestic terrorist. I'm not. What I will say... Just, you know, just, just so we're understanding, Hoodlum is the one saying, choo-choo. <laughs> Trigger Mike is trying to fucking talk. <laughs> So, these are two different personalities here. <laughs> Hence why this podcast will be great in the future. And if he gets locked up or some shit, then it'll just be Trigger Bite. <laughs> Shooting the shit with the rest of the audience. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I have the freedom of speech. I have the freedom to sit here and say, you should be shot if you're going to sit here. Too much compromise, man. And I know, I know, I know we've gone too long. I know we need to wrap it up. But we, there's been too much compromise in the gun control in the gun control debate anyway it's it's too much about gun control and less about freedom and what i don't seem to understand is how come you have to restrict freedom in order to get a safer thing for people i don't think you're ever and, the, and they need to take away the term gun control well no I, that, by all means use it so we know where to find you is, so <laughs> gun control is a joke if it's you all want any type of common sense gun legislation Hey, I'm willing to talk, but uh, I'm not. Don't control because I'll sit shit. here and tell you you're a dumbass. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, no compromise, and as I always like to say, shoot him in the face. How about you, Trigger Mike? What do you always like to say? I'd like to say nothing at all. Okay. <laughs> Let's see you next week. He's probably he's <laughs> too much of a pansy to say shoot him in the face. I, I'm not going to say that shit. <laughs> Have a good night, guys.